Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Friday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today, I am talking with Ronan Gallagher, corporate and organizational trainer in the areas of negotiation and leadership, a commercial contracts consultant lawyer, and author of the book, Stop Being Yourself, which you may recognize from the episode I did on unique Enneagram books I think you should read. He also has a second book in the works titled Stop Being Yourself in Negotiations and Leadership, a book about emotional intelligence in negotiations and leadership, and is due for release in 2023. Ronan, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Sarah Jane. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah. So um, how are we doing today? We do Rosebud and Thorn at the beginning of the episode, which is just something good, something that's a little prickly, something you're looking forward to. Okay. Um, yeah, what's good in my life at the moment? Um, uh, yeah, I, I suppose, Sarah Jane, I'm, I'm starting to get a, a, a little bit of balance back in my life. Um, mm. I left legal practice, full-time legal practice the mid 2019 and then the covid pandemic kicked in so i suppose it was a challenging challenging few years in many ways on many levels um i suppose what i mean by balance is i'm I, you know i'm getting the right combination of things like work rest exercise nature friends volunteering all of those things mm-hmm. personal development and i just feel i suppose for a while Sergi and I, I felt a little bit out of sync um i suppose like many people did um but now i feel that kind of balance or, or, or calm coming back thank goodness yeah, I I love that. I love the things that you classify as balance too. Okay, that yeah, sounds very nice. <laughs> I suppose that's a a journey in and of itself, Sarah Jane. You know, coming from a um a world of compulsive doing, you know, to to realizing that we need to take a look at things and and mm-hmm. uh, happiness and balance is, is it comes a, a, from a certain a certain approach. Mm-hmm. Do you um do you care if we hop right into your enneagram type because we're kind of touching on your enneagram here and sure. yeah so what's your type how did you find the enneagram did you know you your type right away yeah no absolutely Sergey and so um uh, at the risk of giving you a long winded answer um for about I'd say about fifteen years I've been going back and forth to like personal development mm-hmm. and spiritual and meditation retreats it all kind of started with a yoga retreat and then sort of developed from there so. Um, and I had this sort of unusual, it's not unusual, but a split personality in terms of being very corporate and ambitious, but also knowing that I wanted more out of life and that there was a certain degree of dissatisfaction with things and that I just wanted more. There was something in me that I thought this isn't, this isn't right, you know, so the conventional mm-hmm. sort of 
trappings of success just weren't really doing it. They weren't bringing me sort of lasting happiness. Um, so I suppose that's why I started along this line. But it was in around 2018, I signed up for just another one of these spiritual retreats and it was entitled The Essence of Truth. So to be honest, I didn't really know what it was about. It was just one of these retreats that sort of I went on generally and they made me feel good. Um, mm. So uh, this particular course due to be held over four weekends and it was held in my local Vedanta Society. So um, as you know, Sarah Jane Vedanta is like a sort of Indian philosophical thing. I, I think it's attached to, you know, particular uh, religious organizations, etc. But the, the, the organization I go to is non-denominational. So it's all about, you know, I suppose feeling good and, and, and personal development. Um, it turned out to be an Enneagram course. Um, mm. And I have to say that it changed the trajectory of my life. So on day one of the course, Sarah Jane, it was just very, very clear what type I was. Um, I was a type three, as I, I think I've said. Uh, I was an achiever or the performer. Um, how did I recognize that? I suppose I, when during the course you start reflecting, Sergian, on all of the choices that you make in life. And I realized that from I was a teenager until the, the, the current day, um, everything was about having a successful image. Now, mm. I, I don't mean I was sitting at my desk consciously thinking, right, how can I be successful? It was unconscious. So, you know, let me give you a few examples. So in my teenage years, I was a competitive swimmer, Sergian, and I was obsessed with it. I was obsessed with the idea of being as good or as, you know, better than others. Um, mm-hmm. I loved getting up at 5 a.m. to train for two hours before school. Um, but one of the most telling things for me, Sarah Jane, was when, when when my teacher on the Enneagram was exploring with me, was that I was very into the, you know, the, all the trappings that came with it. So what a successful swimmer should look like, what gear they mm-hmm. should wear. You know, I, I, I loved the, the bags, the, the goggles, the hats, the, you know, I loved all the gear that came with it because, you know, I thought... <laughs> successful people did um relationships Sarah Jane was another thing um and you know it's it, it's nearly difficult to talk about this particularly romantic relationships I was always aiming for other successful people again unconsciously and mm-hmm. um, you know I wanted them to be uh, what I termed a successful person and um, now this is only mm-hmm. on reflection Sarah Jane. I wasn't planning this back you know back in back in the day um you think about education was the other indicator to me. Um, I chose law as my undergraduate. No reflection on why that was, whether I was interested in law, whether it would mm. float my boat. It was just a successful thing to do. It, my uncle is a, 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 was a, is a successful lawyer in, in, in North of Ireland. And I, I suppose I liked the admiration that he got. And, you know, in my head, I wanted that. I wanted that status. I wanted the, you know, and again, there was no reflection on, would I be a good lawyer? Um, you know, would I enjoy the job? There were none of the type of things. Um, what was the other thing then? Yeah, my relationship with failure, Sarah Jane, was was uh, a thing that made it strikingly obvious, my type. Um, I would do absolutely anything to avoid failure. Um, and when it did arise, it was always incredibly painful. Um, you know, at the time, I didn't know what emotions I was feeling when I failed at things or when I, I suppose, I objectively thought that I, that I was failing, but it was, I was feeling worthless. Do you know, as anyone that mm. sort of commits to the Enneagram, they know, so you're feeling down and worthless. Um, but I suppose what the Enneagram has done, Sarah Jane, is, you know, and I know you're very good on this, you're very good on the compassionate side to it. It it, it, it made it okay to, to feel worthless, Do you know, that it's, mm-hmm. it's my type, it's okay, it's, you know, it got me away from the kind of macho, masculine approach of 
you know, I'm always together and I have this, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, occasionally I feel down because I haven't met my own expectations. Um, mm-hmm. Just not to, to sort of hoard the, the airwaves, but just one last point on, on, on my the course that I did, Sergi. And so one day, one of my Enneagram training, it was over four weekends, as I said, um, the instructor, he was a, a, Vedantin, a Vedantin monk called Swami Purnananda, very, very good, brilliantly gifted man. Um, and he asked two questions, and I'm sure you'll be very familiar with both of these. Mm. He asked, what do you avoid at all costs in life? And this was before we went into any of the, the theory, and I wrote failure as my response. Mm. So just absolutely, you know, totally standard type three response. And the second question was a bit more interesting. It was, what value do you appreciate most in others? And I wrote honesty. So, mm-hmm. Sergey, and you know that three struggle with real honesty. Yeah. Um, we part of our journey is to become more authentic. You know, to be ourselves, to not project this image of something false. So, all of those things combined, sorry, it was like getting hit at the face with a sledgehammer. It was just my goodness. <laughs> you know, it was. I think because I had been on a journey of of sort of going to these retreats and and. I suppose I was searching for some form of truth or or some sort of, you know, real and real stuff in my life. I don't think it was overly painful to discover all of this. It was more a relief, to be honest. Like almost like you can rest now? Like it's kind of like, or like what does the relief feel like? Yeah, good question. I think, you know, Sergi, and they talk about the, the, the Enneagram giving you a map for growth. That's what I felt mm-hmm. like. I felt, I felt like, okay, I was going to these retreats over the years. I was dabbling with meditation. I was doing lots of yoga. I was trying to find something. Now, after discovering the Enneagram, was, okay, I'm on course now. That's what I felt. I felt felt that I'd found the path that I should be on. I know it's a lifelong path, Sarah Jane. I'm not saying, you know, (laughs) you do the Enneagram and you become enlightened. Far from it. (laughs) I think it's um, it's the start of more pain. It's the start of suffering. But it's just something you have to go through. But it's just... Very reassuring to know that you have a genuine roadmap for growth and personal development. Mm. And that makes so much sense to me because if I think about, you know, the three structure, it's like the problem, like the work isn't like you can do it. It's like I know what to do. I can I can have a can do attitude about growth if I know what the path is, if I know what the like process yeah. is. So I can imagine there being a sense of relief in that like okay i know the goal <laughs> and i can work toward it absolutely and, and sergey and one of the other kind of i can laugh about it now but when i was on when i started on this journey of kind of you know um personal development or meditation or whatever whatever way you want to phrase it and um, i was very conscious of projecting a successful image even for that you know, and until, <laughs> until you know i wanted to be the best meditator i wanted to be uh, this alternative type sort of corporate guy that, you know, did these type of things. Um, mm-hmm. And I suppose when I discovered the Enneagram, I realized, right, Ronan, this is inner work. This is not about the outside world. Um, you know, as much as it is very alluring for me to project my image and, you know, to have admiration for people how for how successful and great I am, it wasn't about that anymore. And I suppose it just changed my whole view on things. And as I said, the, the trajectory of my life. Mm. And I'm, I mean, I just want to like put a note down at like how clear it feels that you've done so much inner work, 
based off of just your ability to say this all so flatly, like just so, be so direct, like this is what I've had to do. This is what I've been through. I just feel like you're showing up with so much honesty and authenticity in your process that I think, you know, I'm encouraged that threes who are just starting their journey are getting to hear someone be really open about it. Thanks, Sarah Jane. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, and I know, as I said, I know you're very good on this. The Enneagram gives you that bit of comfort or compassion where you can, you feel free to, to work through it. Um, mm-hmm. It's not as scary anymore. Um, but no, thank you for saying that, Sarah Jane. It, it means a lot, but just to say and not be overly negative, it, it, it's a, you have to go through the pain. <laughs> Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you have to go through some level of suffering um, to get to the other side. And I'm still far from far from the end of the journey. I don't, it, it won't ever end. Yeah. I think that that's like the thing I, I really want to like, not like aggressively pound into people's heads, but like kind of like if I could imprint anything into people's minds, it's that this is for life. Like this is a relationship. It's not like a destination. Absolutely. And that there's not going to be like a day where we're like, I am fully enlightened and <laughs> above myself. Yeah. Uh, as much as that sounds fantastic it's just unfortunately not reality at evernorth health services we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best it's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your roi it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Today's podcast is brought to you by Indeed. Now, you and I both know that there is a fantastic person out there who is just waiting to improve your business. Now, the trick is just finding them. For a hiring partner that helps you reach new heights, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, Assessments, and Virtual Interviews. If you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows that over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Now, here's the thing. If you have ever hired someone, you know the pain of getting hundreds of applications only to find that none of them are qualified for the work that you're doing. And often, you're in real in-person interviews finding out in person that they are not qualified for the job that you are asking them to do. So please don't make your candidates jump through hoops. Indeed's virtual interview tool means there's nothing to download so they can just click and talk, meaning candidates who are good enough at their jobs to not have time to go through tons of different resumes who are high quality candidates who are going to get hired will actually take their time to apply for your job. Then with virtual interviews, it's saving you time. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent all in one place. And Indeed makes it easy to connect with your applicants. So you don't need to install anything extra. You just use their virtual interview tool from your browser. 
Now, Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. And that's why when you sponsor a job, you only pay for quality applications from resumes in our database matching your job description. So visit indeed.com slash egram to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash egram. That's indeed.com slash egram. Terms and conditions apply and cost per application pricing is not available for everyone. You need to hire, you need Indeed. Um, so Ronan, you wrote a really cool book. Can we talk about how you decided to write an Enneagram book, why you chose to write it the way that you did? Yeah, absolutely, Sarah-Jane. So um, I say it, Sarah-Jane, after I did this course in, in around 2018, the Enneagram thing, um, I kind of started to question everything as I've sort of indicated. So um, it ultimately led to me leaving legal practice because I thought, okay, I'm on this conveyor belt of law. Um, I don't actually know why I got on it in the first place. I don't know what my real reason was for that. So uh, I decided, right, with the support of my wife, actually, who, who, who did the initial Enneagram training with me, I said, right, I'm going to just leave and I'm going to see what comes up because I'd read a lot, Sarah Jane, after doing the course, and the theme in almost all of the books was about threes. The need to stop compulsively doing, to let stuff come up. <laughs> and, you know, there's <laughs> going to be you know, lots of anxiety comes up. There's going to be lots of worthless periods. Um, but it's something you have to go through because only then can you discover really what you want. But what came up, Sarah Jane, after a couple of months was an idea come up for, for my book, um, Sergey and I had never any intention to write a book, and I, I say that very sincerely. I, I, I didn't. I never planned to write a book. It was never on my agenda. But I was on holidays and vacation on in in Lanzarote with my wife, and we were just sitting relaxing, uh, having breakfast, and the idea came up. And uh, you know, with, without being overly dramatic, Sergey, or without mm-hmm. sort of, um, I don't know, trying to blow my own trumpet, I, I presume what was happening was that you know my sort of overarching three was quietening a little bit and my four wing was coming up so maybe that natural bit of creativity was coming up I don't know um it, 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 you know it's hard to be definitive to, to describe what was coming up but the idea came for the book um and I thought okay I, 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 I think I'm going to pursue this so hmm. in the coming months then I started and then I suppose a, a year and a half later the book was published so um, that's how it sort of came about. Yeah, and so you wrote it in a unique style. Can you talk a little bit about how you chose to write it and why you chose to write it that way? Sure. No, absolutely. Um, so the book's called "Stop Being Yourself," um, Sarah Jane, and it, it, it presents the nine personality types under the Enneagram in nine life stories or case studies. Um, it starts with the types childhood and goes through to their adult life, as lots of sort of analysis does. Um, and I just thought that, that to portraying those typical beliefs and the behaviours and the emotional patterns and the reasons for those behaviours in, in life stories makes them accessible for people. Uh, it makes them memorable and it makes them relatable. Um, I just thought that people engage with, with real life stories. Um, and I suppose the, the life stories are also narrated in, in, in two voices, Sarah Jane. And I thought it was a good vehicle to get across um, how it works, you know, how the unconscious motivations work. So uh, my book is narrated in the first person uh, voice and then the voice of the subconscious mind. So having the two voices tell the life story of the type, it, it shows those unconscious motivations very well. So the unconscious motivations 
behind the behaviors, behind the beliefs. Um, that is why we behave in a certain way. Um, and I suppose, Sergio, one of the things that really struck me along this journey myself and, and inspired why I wrote the book that way is that only really when you understand why you're behaving a certain way can you begin to release it. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I think when we analyze our beliefs or behaviors and emotional patterns on a sort of superficial level, um, we find it interesting, but it doesn't stick. But what the Enneagram does, as you know, Sarah Jane, it, 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 it really penetrates the why. Um, and mm-hmm. I wanted to get the, that across in my book. And I thought the best vehicle for doing that was narrating these life stories of the individual types um, in two voices. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the reasons that you say that you, you know, I think that that's all true. Like it does feel more relatable. It feels more like, like I understand it in a new way, I think, but I also find it really useful for people who maybe aren't sure of their type and who are navigating that to be able to like see it in a life story. Thank you. It, it Thank takes you. you into it. Yeah. You can really see how you relate. Yeah. It was, it, and Sarah Jane, it was, you know, I've, I was doing like corporate and commercial law for um, 10, 11, 12 years. And there isn't much creativity there. There isn't much fun, mm-hmm. I have to say. So to just sit down at my desk and have to trust whatever is in your subconscious mind to write a creative piece, it was just beautiful. And it was something I'd never experienced before. Um, mm. So, yeah, the stories, I'm, I, I look, I really appreciate you saying that. It was just, um, I'm delighted with the finished product, I have to say it myself. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a great experience for me, Sarah Jane, in terms of having a really deep dive into my own type you know the 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 character is uh it's a female character for the type three but a lot of it is based on i suppose my own experience as a type three um so it helped my i suppose my overall understanding of 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 myself and the other traits that i that i have of the other types as well which which was a interesting journey in in and of itself Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's like almost like you're looking at yourself as a case study sure Sure. Which is interesting. It, it was, Sergey, and, and, you know, another thing I discovered, of course, you know, I have, I think I have a fairly strong four wing and then a two I'm not so sure about because, you know, as you know, Sergey, and the, the, the twos sort of are focused on helping others and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, presenting that image to the world. So um, I don't think I have that. I think, I, I think I have a fairly weak two. I think I have the threes mm-hmm. propensity for, helping people to be their successful sel- selves, which I think is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely have the elements of the four, Sarah Jane, in terms of amplifying emotions. Um, you know, the, the, the very famous author, uh, Russ Hudson, and he talks about catching yourself in the act, Sarah Jane. You know, mm-hmm. I, I definitely caught myself in the act, amplifying emotions and really deeply identifying with them and getting caught in them and them lasting much longer you know, than they should. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was quite a startling kind of a revelation to, to realize that, yeah, I have that strong element of for and amplifying my own emotional experience. Mm-hmm. And I want, well, first of all, I, I love that you're talking about how you're relating, okay, my wing, I can see how my wing is showing up here and I'm catching myself in that behavior as well, because I think so often we do get like kind of focused on our dominant type, as our, as we grow. But, you know, for me, like a lot of my healing has come in recognizing my stress move and how 
quickly that can come up for me and what that looks like and how that impacts people. And I think like understanding how the types impact us, that's not not even just our dominant type. And I and I love that that Russ Hudson phrase of like catch yourself in the act and yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah. It's simple. Cause that's the relationship, right? It's like I am going to pay attention. I'm going to observe and I'm going to catch myself and I'm going to, you know, try a different behavior this time. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Sarah Jane, just talking about other behaviors, it, it, and I think this is something that has, you know, after the initial, I wouldn't say a shock, but, you know, the, 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 the movement of discovering I'm a type three and that I've tried to project this successful image to the world for so long and, you know, that I was, I suppose, living a lie to a degree. Um, mm -hmm. Noticing other traits in yourself has also been very, uh, you know, a real wake up call for me. So, as a sort of as a lawyer, Sarah Jane, you can imagine that people who are have perfectionist traits, people who have boss type traits, who like to control and are adversarial, um, type eight mm -hmm. traits, they're rewarded. Um, so I don't know how how good law was for me in terms of, you know, I suppose amplifying those traits, mm -hmm. but I've noticed that the type one in me has definitely eased a hell of a lot so you know when i'm feeling <laughs> resentful towards whoever it is my wife a work colleague someone you know for not behaving or doing as i think they exactly rightly should i've noticed that mm -hmm. feelings of resentment they rise in me but i'm now able not to act them out as much i'm able to say okay i find that frustrating i'm feeling a bit tense about this but i'm not going mm -hmm. to act it out as much um and it's it's similar, Sarah Jane, for the for the eight in me. Um, I had this thing where, you know, you know these traits very well, Sarah Jane. The the injustice that the the, the type eight mm -hmm. or the boss feels, um, and the escalation of conflict. I most definitely had that, you know. Mm -hmm. And living a life of, of a lawyer didn't help that because, <laughs> you know, you're paid to be a tough guy. You're paid to escalate, <laughs> you know. Um, mm -hmm. and I've noticed that, you know, without sounding too flippant. I just don't care anymore about stuff like that. It's it's like, you know, I notice again that, you know, the, the, the sort of the belief or the behavior triggering as if to say, okay, you know, let's get to war, you know, let's get at these people. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just like, my goodness, what am I thinking? You know, it's mm -hmm. like, why would I waste my energy on that? Why, like, why would I even contemplate that? So with the one and the eight, I've also found that, and look, Sergio, and I, I might always for the rest of my life, have these feelings, these, you know, beliefs and behaviors triggering. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm learning very gradually not to act them out. Um, and it's a slow process. But I think it's just interesting, Sarah Jane, how you you have your main type, but there's lots of other things at play. And I'm sorry, just one last, mm -hmm. thing, I don't mean to be hoarding the airwaves here. Um, oh, but you're here for you. So <laughs> that's, good. that's good. Uh, one last thing about the five and, and, type five traits that I sort of have observed in myself, you know, as a three, you want to be this swashbuckling, charismatic, you know, absolutely successful person that everyone looks up to. Now mm -hmm. I have five in me. I need time to recharge. I need time mm -hmm. to be by myself so that I can go out and talk to people. Um, and to be honest, when I discovered that about myself, it was a bit, a bit of ashamed of it, I have to say. Um, mm. didn't tie in with my successful image, even though I had discovered the Enneagram and I was sort of moving through the, the, the various, um, you know, you know the, the, whatever you want to call them, the, the levels or stages or whatever. 
Um, mm-hmm. So it took me a while to be at peace with knowing that I just need time alone, that I need time to myself to recharge and to, to sort of think about tackling the world again. Mm-hmm. You know, you're reminding me so much of this like idea that oftentimes for most of my life, you know, as a seven, I thought as I heal, as I grow, I will feel less things. I will like have to, I'll have less negative emotions. And I found (laughs) it's the opposite. Like the more I heal, the more I grow, the more I feel. And then I thought like, and in that it's not necessarily that we like ever get beyond these feelings. Like you're saying, it's like, we just choose a different reaction to those feelings and we can like notice them arise and then choose a different behavior in response. But then at the same time, as you're talking, you're kind of talking about, you know, also kind of honoring the five in you. And I think about how that would be so terrifying as a three, right? Like this, it's almost like, well, this is the opposite of what I'm allowed to be. And I think, yeah. And I think that that's what four is for me as a seven, like honoring like the part of me that wants to be a little dramatic and like wants to like really feel my sadness and like go to the darkest place. That feels like, you know, if I'm not careful, like I can have shame for that. Because it feels like, oh, this is not what I'm allowed to be. I'm not allowed to be sad or to even like revel in my sadness. That feels like, ooh, bad. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Sergio, this is one of the things that that made me really take to all of, you know, your books, your materials, your presentations, your podcasts. It's all about compassion for the self. And if we don't have (laughs) that, you know, and we keep resisting and we keep beating ourselves up, we're not going to go anywhere, unfortunately. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's what really... And it really struck me about your stuff. It's just look, you know, it's about, I suppose, giving ourselves a chance and and, and giving ourselves compassion. Mm, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, okay. So I want to ask you about your new books. You have a new book coming out, which it sounds like leadership and negotiation, like this is your wheelhouse. So sure. having a book come out about that, that's related to the Enneagram is so exciting. Yeah, Sarah Jane. Um, I suppose it's it's going to be it's a strange one because it's it's going to be a sequel to my first book, so it's going to be exactly the same format. Um, so I'm going to have effectively the life stories of different types of characters. Um, it's going to be I suppose uh, a more corporate focused book, Sarah Jane. If I would describe my first book as self help, I would say this will be more corporate focused. So you'll have all the individual characters, um, the nine types working in their respective professions, um, whatever that they may be. Um, and again, you'll have your two narrating voices and you'll have their beliefs, behaviours and emotional patterns being brought out by that in the workplace, in their life. So how their general lives play out. Um, and it's going to, I suppose, this, the, the self-help section at the end of each personality um, type in this book will be more about how to communicate with them, the best way to, to, to you know, how to get the, the best out of that type how do you communicate? How do you negotiate with that type? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually really enjoying writing this one. I've, I have to say I have less fear with this with this book. Um, it's probably flowing a little bit better. It's at the early stages. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I have, to, I have to say. Yeah, I like, honestly, like in my core of my being, thinking about just the way you talk about being a lawyer versus writing books, I feel like so happy for you just to mm-hmm. have that, like when you call it fun, you know, the seven in me is like, yes, I want that for every three to have something that feels like 
I get to do this and it's fun. Oh, absolutely. And, and mm-hmm. you know, Sarah Jane, you, it, it was a new, it was a new type of activity for me writing because, um, you know, I was one of those people that needed to be on control, needed to be on course, needed to be completely focused on what I was doing and have a goal in end and be make sure it was going to be totally successful. You know, Sergey, and with, with writing a book, it's the total opposite. You sit at your desk mm-hmm. and you hope that stuff comes out. <laughs> you're, you're not in control. Um, mm-hmm. And you have to get, I had to get that out of my head very quickly because, you know, I sat for a few weeks trying to write and it was I was trying to control things. You have to just mm-hmm. hope and pray that you have enough in your subconscious mind that is of interest and is applicable. And you have to just let it flow. And it, look, I know that might sound wishy-washy to certain people, or, or but it's just the truth. When you sit at mm-hmm. your desk, you just have to let it let it come out and have, have faith that it that it will. So it's a it was an interesting growth opportunity as well. I have to say. Yeah, it actually sounds. I mean, there's so much trust in that, and that's so there's so much vulnerability in that amount of trust. Totally, totally, and utterly, it's it's. And not something I was, I, I'm totally comfortable with surgery. And I have to say, it's it's still, I need to refocus. Um, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, I have to say, look, Ronan, mm-hmm. you're not in control, you know, and if you try to be in control, you're going to ruin any potential creativity here. So, um, yeah, absolutely. It is, it's the vulnerability, it's the trust, as you say, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Ronan, I have had so much fun talking to you. Is there anything lingering that you want to make sure get said or heard before we go to rapid fire questions no not i don't think so sarah jane I'm, thanks very much for your time I, I, i'm very happy with what we've covered so thank you yeah thank you um so rapid fire is really fun you just first things that come to your mind okay. the first book that comes to mind first book uh, the power of intention by wayne dyer i think that's my that's my go-to i love that book Awesome. A favorite song? A favorite song. I like Arctic Monkeys actually a lot. Um, and they're anything off their AM album. They're like a, a UK sort of rock and roll band. So uh, I'm a big fan of theirs. Sweet. Um, I always listen to the song that people say in the episode, like on my drive home. So I'm going to have a fun drive home today. Excellent. Excellent. It's AM. The album's AM. And do you want to know is a good song. So maybe you can check okay. that out. Sweet. Something that you wish people knew about you. Something. Yes, actually something I'm slightly embarrassed by, but it's also funny. Um, I've always sang very, very loudly in the shower and in, <laughs> when I'm driving in, in my car. Um, I don't know what the reason for it is, but I always sing my heart out when I'm in the shower. It must be a, a stress relief <laughs> or management type thing. But yeah, that's... I suppose more people will know that about me now. I love that. One time, Ronan, I got a, a Facebook message from someone I went to high school with. And it was actually like a guy I had a crush on in high school. And he texted me and said, hey, I think I passed you driving down the road. You were dancing and singing <laughs> like in your car. I like your style. So yeah, that's excellent. I go. <laughs> no. Very good. Um, your dream day, what are you doing? Oh, my dream day. Um, I actually lived in the Cayman Islands for a couple of years, Sergey, and I got really into sea swimming. So my dream day would be a long sea swim, followed by a nice lunch with friends or my wife with some nice wine. That would be a day that would be hard to beat for me. 
That's amazing. Your final meal, what are you eating? Ooh, do I have to be PC here or can I just say what I Oh, really you're good. Eat? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I'd have to say ribeye steak cooked on the grill um, with like chunky fries and Bernays sauce. That would be my, my death row meal, I think. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And food for thought, something you want people to walk away thinking about today. Food for thought. Yeah, Sergio, in my book, I, 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 I finished my book with a Wayne Dyer quotation. Um, and it's, do not die with your music inside you. Um, mm. And why it's so meaningful for me is that I think it's, it's a, an awareness tool and, a, and a, it makes you, you know, really question what choices you've made previously in your life and what choices you're due to make in your life. Um, so yeah, it's one that uh, I think about a lot and I think about Wayne Dyer and his books a lot as well. I think he's the, as you know, he was the spiritual teacher and author and just an incredible, an incredible guy. Oh, that's so good. I can't believe you just pulled that out out of, the, out of nowhere. Yeah. Like I, you're I, just like, yeah, that's just in me. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 Sergio, and lots of people that, that particularly people that I know have, when I speak to them about my book, they they refer to that a lot, that mm-hmm. quotation. So um, I wish it was my quotation. It's not. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's one that means a lot to me, I have to say. That's good. And Ronan, for people who are listening today who want to stay in touch, who want to follow your work, where can they find you online? Sure. So um, I have a website, Sarah Jane, at www.stopbeingyourself. So it's just the name of my book, .ie. Um, I'm also on Instagram under Stop Being Yourself. Um, and I'm also on LinkedIn. It's Ronan Gallagher. You'll, you'll find me, Ronan Gallagher in Dublin, Ireland. Sweet. And we will link all of that in the show notes for you guys as well. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.